Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you very much, Katie, and welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Friday. We're at the end of another week. It is April 19th, 2019. Thanks for tuning in. We have a very special guest co-host today. Again, this Katie Barberi is going to be joining us in just a couple of seconds. We hope you'll give us a call, talk about what's on your mind today in the areas of the news, politics, and pop culture. Miss Katie Barberi, how the heck are you today? I can't hear you for some reason. That just shows that you're in. One second. Let's try something different here. Okay, we're going to try to get Katie in here. We'll try one more time. Katie, can you hear me? I don't know. Scott, can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Yay. All righty. <laughs> how are we doing? It's not Katie. It's Craig. What's going on? Dude? This is how interesting this show is going to go today, my friend. <laughs> While you guys are driving, I, I am in the, I am in the drive-thru of McDonald's paying for my latte right now. So we're going to have an interesting show today. Nice. We're all driving and talking on the phone. That's something we're yes, not supposed to be doing. Yes, thank you, Vanilla Latte oh, Lady. Say hello to the radio people. <laughs> that, was a, that was the McDonald's lady saying hi to all you radio people out there. Nice. What How are we getting? doing? Just getting a, you're just getting a vanilla latte there? I'm getting a French vanilla latte. I ended up nice. having to come out, coming out of town last very second. A friend is... Uh, last day of work, and they invited me to their little going away party starts at 5.30. So I'm in right outside of beautiful downtown Steubenville, Ohio, the home of Dean Excellent. Martin, and uh, having a little vanilla latte and was wondering if this was going to work at all. And then I see that you guys are on the road as well. So we're having all sorts of fun here today. How yep. do you go in Chicagoland? Are you guys driving uh, to Ohio right now? Chicago, no, we're we're not currently driving to Ohio. We are currently sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic on the expressway. Happy Good Friday, oh, everybody. Fun. Happy Good Yay. Friday. Everybody's trying it's to good get Good Friday and Passover combined today at 6 o'clock. Wow. We have to say Passover, too. They're, they're gotta, combined yeah, this oh, year. They gotta, it's 6 o'clock? No, sundown. Isn't, don't they have to be in, or am I mixing up the holidays? It could be six I, I o'clock or sundown. Have, same difference, depending where you're Seder. at, I guess. Hmm. Don't they? Have, don't they have Seder at, at that's like a little sundown? Different. I don't know. I think that's oh, something okay. different than Passover, though. I'm not sure. All right. I, I'm just All I know is holiday. I'm in a bright pastel shirt for the day, and I don't know if it's because it's Easter or because I'm gay. I haven't decided yet, but it's very blue are, and pastel. We are celebrating the Anointed One. That would be Jesus, the Anointed One. We are celebrating his resurrection by chowing down on a bunch of marshmallow peeps. I'm still confused. I have no idea what that's all about. So, Jesus as has long risen. as there's Cadbury eggs I involved, can. I'm good. 
The Peeps I'm not too fond of, but the Cadbury eggs, I'm all about that. Peeps are so much fun. Cadbury eggs used to be so good, dude. They kind of fell out. Um, They used to be so good. They used to be filled with that, with whatever that cream is that they put in the middle of it. And that was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're kind of like, I I don't know, maybe too much milk chocolate. I, I don't know what the last time was. And you can never not eat the aluminum foil that's on the Cadbury egg. I, that's what I've always found, is I can never get rid of that, <laughs> that aluminum foil. I always have to eat right. it. It becomes part of my, my meal or my snack. But Have you ever yeah, blown up Cadbury your peeps egg. in the microwave and made them gigantic oh, absolutely. peeps? Absolutely. Nice. They're fun. Nice. It's always fun. It, it reminds me of, like, Robin Williams doing uh, – doing Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Let's put Mr. Hamster in the microwave. Oop, pop goes the weasel. So, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what that reminds me of when I put a peep in the microwave. Nice. I like it. I like it. So what have you guys been asking so, today? What are you guys asking for? So I just real quick, uh, everybody's talking about this. I even saw Fox News today talking about this. What? There is collusion and obstruction of justice in the Mueller report? What? What? Fox News said that? I missed that headline. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, that there is collusion and there is obstruction of justice in the – and I was surprised. It came out of Fox News. I'm like, wow. Wow. Um, Yep. So that's some of the stuff that's in the the Mueller report. There's a bunch of people that have already read it. And the edited version – but uh, if they edited out uh, some of that stuff, I, I, I can't imagine if there is collusion and obstruction in the report, what they edited out. What did they edit out? Like, right. you know, he killed somebody? What, <laughs> what did they edit <laughs> out? You know, I mean, what could be worse than that? So, yeah, in the Mueller report, supposedly it says that the Russians definitely interfered. And uh, and that the family was not ignorant of their interference, that they were told uh, that the Russians were interfering. And they were like, cool, cool. Do that. For right. I mean, it sounds like they were both trying to do stuff. They just didn't coordinate it together, it seems. Right. Because they were too right. incompetent. But um, they were he's trying to do shady shit, but they just There's... weren't smart enough to coordinate it between the two of them. There's a whole bunch of people, including the Senate right now, that are talking impeachment. So I don't know where this is going to go. I, I would so recommend, please, Mr. President, if you're listening, just quit, dude. Just walk out of the White House. Just quit before you go to jail, man. So I, I, that's what I would do. If I were that corrupt, which I'm not, um, I would literally quit. Quit before it really gets bad, because we do shit to people like the Romanovs, dude, the entire family, right? That's what we do when we realize, at the people realize that, that their government is corrupt, that their leaders are corrupt. So well, He likes everything to be all about him. He just needs to, like, fake a stroke or something so people will have pity on him and not run again or something. I don't know. Fake a stroke. You gotta have it all, just quit. All about him. Just quit. It's gotta be no, all about him. So, no, he can't fake a stroke. He's in great condition, right? That guy, according to his doctor, which uh, dude, that guy was really scary. His doctor. That's a scary. Wasn't he scary man. looking? Oh, oh my god. Oh man, dude, long hair. He looked like he was like he looked like the doctor from Minority Report 
from Tom Cruise's Minority Report, that's the doctor that he reminded <laughs> me of. That was crazy, that guy. Um, An but, Albert yeah, Einstein I, type that just didn't care. Didn't just didn't oh. care. That's all there was to it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was that was but, a scary looking thing. And the best health ever. Best health of any president ever, including all the forty five to fifty five year olds. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he can't fake a stroke. They're they're just quit. <laughs> just quit. And then we'll all be like, Okay, yeah, that's okay. You can go on and not be in jail. Just quit. Because otherwise, he's going to get nailed, dude. He, he, and From your mouth, the God is here. He's quoted as saying he's, and I'm trying not to swear, he's the one that said it. When Sessions supposedly came into his office and said Mueller was, and this is two years ago, or a year and a half ago, that Mueller's doing the, the uh, investigation, he turned and he was like, oh, I'm F. And I don't want to, I'm trying not to swear because we're, you know, trying to get some, uh, at least a decent show that we can send to uh, different people. So, I'm trying not to swear, <laughs> but he said that he was asked to Jeff Sessions. And, and you know, I, I, what innocent person says that they're effed if the FBI right, exactly. is to them? I, you know, it's like, just, you wouldn't say you that. No, there's you no collusion or no nothing going on. Hanky panky. Why, why are then, you effed? Why do you think your presidency you is over? There's no reason. <laughs> oh, dude, just quit. Just quit before you go to jail. Man. Instead, he oh, decided what? to make the country up instead while he was being up. Yeah. So, no, nah, he's not. He, he's not succeeding in that. They're not succeeding in that. They, every single time yeah. they try to change something, it gets slammed. It gets shut down. No. So the it's only the not doing that bad. I have to. I have to say yeah. the country's not doing that horrible. No, it really isn't. It still is a beautiful place. I still love the United States that I was born in. Of course. And, and I, you know, it's still a beautiful, beautiful place. And like I said, I've never, I, I've never gone to Europe. And, I, and actually, we're getting there. We're, we actually are with things like Colorado and legalization. Um, we're, we're getting there as far as the same type of mentality, uh, you know, of, uh, right. you know, Copenhagen or Amsterdam or Denmark, any. Sweden, you know, any, any of that, we, we really are getting there. And um, I think if we just really start paying attention to our own, like looking around, I'm looking at the expressway and actually it looks like somebody actually cleaned this place up. Um, Cause before there was a bunch of garbage. So I, I think that, you know, we really, that's our direction. That's where we need to go. And I think we're, we're heading that way. It may have been a, a stutter step. Uh, I forgot who said this. I think it was Dan Rather. It was either Dan Rather, Rather or Curtis. I, I'm not sure which um, uh, newscaster, I mean, uh, journalist said this. Um, right. But he said that this is, that he will be an exception to, that this presidency will be an exception in the United States history. So we won't ever have to deal with anything like this. So, we can of, only hope. Of, yeah. <laughs> no, it's too small of a percentage to ever let this happen again. And and we were talking about this. We've got more and more states that are jumping in saying, yeah, the Electoral College is out. We're done. We're going with popular vote. So, oh, I hope that happens so bad. Yep. How do you think we need to do it for our democracy in general, not just because of 45, but like, like we said before, when two times out of three presidencies 
it's not working. Something's wrong. It worked for a long time, 180, 200 years. The electoral college worked great uh, when we weren't yeah, in the but Mississippi I, River. But now that we're media, actually past the Mississippi River, it's time to uh, do it by the will of the people. Yeah. With social media, it, it's it's really, really easy to to get to sway people and to convince people that into believing things that are just complete horseshit. So right. with social media, people tend to be looking at stuff and going, wow, that really happened when it didn't really happen. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think that if we get back to a popular vote – Popular vote is dangerous, too, because you can have a number of dictators that got voted in popular vote in other countries. There are a number of. Dictators. Oh, sure. Yeah, um, of course. So and it's only because they became popular. And with social media, you can become more popular overnight. You know, all you got to do is some something stupid. And all of a sudden you're the thing that everybody's talking about. So, you know, it, it's tough uh, to, to actually switch it. The Electoral College is supposed to be there as a failsafe, and, right. and like you just said, I think it's three times that it hasn't worked. Um, and then this latest one is obviously because they were cheating. I've been saying that all along. They influenced the so, the Russians influenced the social media um, as we know it, and that's in the Mueller report as well. That well, they that, did yeah, that's one of the things the that election. came out in the Mueller report is the yeah. stuff that the stuff that Manafort gave him was the three states polling data that changed the election. Because like I said yesterday, it was 3 yep. million yep. votes that Hillary beat him by, but it was only 70,000 votes in three states that won him the election. All of the ones that polling data was given by Manafort to these Russians. And it's like 70% of 3 million is what? Less than 3% or something that made the difference in this election. So it's it's a big difference. But, right. Uh, it's I just think, and I and I honestly don't buy the argument where it's going to make some states' votes not count. Why would they go there if they don't have that many electoral votes? I think it's more important if you're going for the popular vote to get out to as many places as possible and try to win that popular vote that the other candidate might not be going to. So right. I think it's real important. I think it would actually open it up a bit. And you're right. We could be stuck with some loser there that happens to be a uh, social media celebrity, but that's where some of this fail safe of a four-year, four-year, eight-year maximum vote can be. And you can screw up a lot in eight years, as we've seen, but not not ruin the entire democracy, I don't think. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't switch it to eight years. No way. No way, not with this. No, Is I mean, but they, they can – they can win the popular vote twice, though, and be in for eight years is what I'm saying. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody. Yeah, anybody. But I think, I think we can handle eight years pretty much. I mean, there's there's some people that can really screw up a lot in two years, let alone eight years. But yeah, the United States is pretty tough. We we're, yeah. We're pretty tough people. So, you know, and we're arrogant in that toughness as well. Um, so it it. it it's really, really tough to make us um, like push us in a certain direction. Like I said, there are some people out there that are easily swayed, uh, but we're looking at 28%. We're not looking at a, a majority ever. So we're looking I at a very small percentage. Numbers, that can be I heard that some, news, 
say he was up to 50%. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, no, no, he's not even close. Yeah, he's not even freaking close to that. No. No, there's too many people that are are going, wait a minute, he really did collude? Wait a minute, he really did obstruct? Yeah, I I actually want to hire my graphic artist for Daylight Sucks, uh, Juan Pablo. He, Juan Pablo Solace, he's uh, located in Colombia, and I need to bring him here. Colombia, the, the country, guys. That's in South America, by the way. Um, it is not included in Mexico at all. It's a South American country called Colombia. Not Colombia, South uh, Carolina, but Colombia. Not Colombia, South, South Carolina, nor Vancouver, yeah. Colombia. Uh, British Colombia. No, <laughs> he's not from there either. Um, and that's in Canada, by the way. So, which is in North America. We share this uh, continent with those people. Um, and then, but I want to hire Juan Pablo Solarte, my, uh, my graphic artist for Daylight Sucks, to go, because he's a spray paint, he's a graffiti artist, and he's really, really good at spray painting. And, uh, really? And I want him, yeah, I want him to come here to Chicago. I'm going to fly him in, and I want him to spray paint uh, on uh, Trump Tower, I want it to be Obtrumption, is what I wanted to say. O b t r u m p t i o n. I like it. Obtrumption on the front of the freaking of his new building, or the building that he built. He, he is an amazing artist. Dollars. I mean, I love my Daylight Sucks graphic novels. They are oh, yeah. the coloring One in that. Problem. Did he do the coloring as well, or just the drawing? Who did the coloring? Because uh, the coloring's amazing. Yeah, no, we have we have two graphic artists on this, uh, Brigitte Lopez and um, uh, Juan Pablo Solarte. And uh, Juan Pablo lives in Colombia, and Brigitte lives in Spain. So we're we're international when it comes to this uh, daylight sucks thing. Nice. That's why it is multilingual um, or currently bilingual. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, Bridget does the coloring, and Juan Pablo does all of the all of the frames. Um, he he sketches them first, and by with pencil, and then right. I I like try to you know give him whatever corrections. I, Juan Pablo is really really good at reading my mind when it comes to knowing what I want in a in a frame. So he's drawn some stuff that I, I literally was in my imagination, and I just told him this is what it kind of looks like, and he drew it, and then all of a sudden, boom, it was there on paper. What was in my imagination? So um, yeah, he's really really good. And then Bridget Lopez does our um, Brigitte does our uh, our coloring, and she's really good too. She's she's well, come up with tell some you, things. You know that I'm a huge well. comic book geek. I love comic books. I love graphic novels. And it's usually very hard for colorists to get a good night depiction. And you guys have a lot of night scenes because they are vampires, even though they can live in the daytime, we've learned. But you have a lot right. of night scenes. And just the contrasting colors that Brigitte was able to do is amazing because a lot of graphic, um, that's where a lot of graphic novels go bad is any night scenes. They do great on the daylight and the bright colors. But you go to a night scene and it's, it's really muted down. And the colors right. stand out so well. Brigitte did a fantastic job amazing yeah yeah i think she does really well with all the night stuff too um we've we've got a combination of stuff in there uh some of the frames are just black and white and i kind of want or more sepia um i wanted to to do that um just to show what 
what how Juan Pablo's sketches kind of look. I you know I wanted there were some of the sketches that I was like, wow, this is just really cool in black and white. I don't want to color it. So right. you know that's why I threw in. It's like there's probably one black and white frame for every five colored frames. So you know I, that's kind of how I wanted to do it. Well, since it's Easter weekend and all, if we get a caller today, how about we give them a free download so they can see the colors in person if we get a caller today? Sure. That'd be awesome. Right, 347-989-0126. 347-989-0126. Right. You can get a free download of Daylight Sucks. See this amazing uh, coloring and drawing for yourself. Give us a call today. Tell us what's on your mind. 347-989-0126. That'd be a great thing to do today. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome Easter present. <laughs> We're celebrating Jesus the Anointed One's resurrection. Here's a copy of Daylight Sucks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, our vampires don't have to be resurrected. They already are resurrected, and they can't yes, die. They are not living to begin with. So yeah, that's go. correct. Well, they were at one point. <laughs> that's Except true. for our they lead. Were. Except for our lead, Ava, who was born a vampire. So that's the only one. Otherwise, they were created by other vampires. What else do you want to talk about today? i got to try to find my notes on my little phone. I wasn't planning on not having my notes today, but I think I can find them. I don't have any notes. I I don't have any notes, but I have a a lot of weather-related stuff, dude. We had a dust storm in It's in raining China. on me now here in beautiful downtown oh, Uh huh. I'm getting rained yeah, on. Yeah, no, it's cold. It's cold in Chicago. We're, we're reaching maybe 50 degrees today. It was freezing this morning. It was like 29. Wow. After that storm came through. Yeah, it was freaking freezing. Um, but, uh, yeah, a dust storm in China that ripped the siding off of buildings. I just sandblasted the hell out of the, the, the buildings and I killed like 47 people. I, it was really nasty, the dust storm that they had. And then we had a dust storm here pretty much at the same time in, in Texas. And it caused some major havoc. I don't know who was injured. I saw cars that were flipped over. I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if anybody died. Uh, anybody in Texas want to give us a call and tell us about that? That'd be great. Um, because the social media really isn't, you know, I, I'm not seeing very much on it. I saw one little thing about it. So well, I was um, able to pull up my notes here. I did have one little thing on it uh, that I saw. This was as of yesterday at like six o'clock. So it's, it's finishing up today, but there's a hundred million people facing a severe weather outlook while the states are pummeled by tornadoes. Uh, they're bracing for more this afternoon It'll barrel through the East Coast through Friday, unleashing tornadoes, damaging winds, and hail from the Texas Panhandle to the coast of the Carolinas. So that was happening last night through today. Wow, who predicted all of that? Who predicted all of that I on don't your radio know. show? They go back and who listen. predicted all of they that? They may have heard it. Could that be they may have heard me? I, I, you know, I, I seriously don't mean to be arrogant about the weather. It's, it's one of these things like I, I literally can smell rain. I literally can smell snow. I, I can feel it when it's coming. I don't even need to, like, I, I actually feel the pressure change. So, I, you know, it may be the little tiny bit of Cherokee Indian that's in me, but I, 
I don't know um, what it actually is, that's but I super, have always. That's your superpower, the human barometer. There since I was a little kid, I have been a human barometer. Exactly. Um, I've, I've been able to say, I've been able to walk outside and I've had people call me absolutely crazy, um, for saying this, like I'd walk outside and I'd go, you smell that? It smells like chocolate. It's going to snow. And they're like, what? It smells like chocolate. It's going to snow. What are you talking about? And I'm like, snow <laughs> smells like chocolate to me. It's going to snow. And inevitably within 24 hours, we would get snow. So I, wow. I, yeah, I, I've always been able to do that. And I, I've been, you know, trying to uh, learn more about the weather, at least the science part of it, so that I'm not just talking shit. Um, and, and I've done pretty well in those courses. So I got A's wow. and B's in all of those, in all those courses and all those tests. Well, be on the lookout, for folks. $100 million from yesterday through today. So that was part of oh, the yeah. same part today. I did get to my notes, and there's a couple of fun stories I want to run by you because I want to get your opinion on them. So I pulled okay. up my notes here. One, um, we were talking about immigration earlier. We were at least talking about our Western Hemisphere here. Believe right. it or not, this is happening. Um, a militia group detained migrants at the border. The ACLU calls it a kidnapping a militia group near the U.S.-Mexican border detained hundreds of people this week. New Mexico's wow. attorney general told CNN, my office has been informed that this week an armed group has detained nearly 300 people near Sunland Park, New Mexico. Attorney General Hector Balderas said in a written statement, these individuals should not attempt to exercise authority reserved for law enforcement. The group is calling uh, yeah. itself United Constitutional wow. Patriots, and uh, they say wow. that they are this militia group is within their legal rights, comparing the detention of immigrants to a yeah, no, they're not. citizen's arrest. No, they're not. So they're not. Absolutely that. not. How crazy no, is that? No, all have? of them, all of all of that militia group needs arrested. Is what they need. Um, that's complete horseshit, guys. There's only supposed to be a militia to defend against an oppressive government. Get your shit together and get your frickin' information right, guys. Seriously, they all need arrested. The entire militia, whoever's detaining immigrants. These are people seeking asylum. What is wrong with you people? That's the only I don't understand I it. I don't understand we have a militia that's not arrested. Why is the Anybody want a lawsuit? They should be arrested. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Arrest them. Arrest the people. They're, they're walking up to people that are uh, coming over here and, and, and detaining them with guns? I, dude, arrest those people. A militia is only supposed to be formed to defend against an, an oppressive government, a, a tyrannical government. That's the only reason that a militia is supposed to be there. Otherwise, there's not supposed to be any militia. Check your constitution. They need arrested. Uh, that story just blew my mind. I can't believe as I hadn't heard about it, A, and B, that this is actually happening and uh, wow. they're getting away with it. I mean, the attorney wow. general is saying, we'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you looking oh, into? Oh, he doesn't. He's not going to look into it. Round them up and put them in their cages <laughs> that you have along the border there. That's Roseanne's crazy. cousin, he's not looking into anything. There's no way. 
I don't know if they're actually related, guys. Uh, you know, I just I'm just looking at the. Well, same this is the New Mexico Attorney General, not the United States Attorney General, but still, oh, okay. I got where you were going. Okay. I got where you were going. <laughs> but I thought it was the United States. No, this States is happening General, in New Mexico, and the New Mexico governor is saying, "Well, this really shouldn't be happening," but he's not doing diddly squat about it. About which it. I just don't yeah. understand. It's like your your state, dude. You have the authority it's happening here. happening in, Setting up in the National New Guard. Mexico, of all places? Did you just say New Mexico? <laughs> okay, guys, that means if it's New Mexico, we stole it from old Mexico. That's how that happened. Somewhere the California. irony is lost on people. Oh, my God. Irony is lost. Uh, yeah, education. I, wow. Open your eyes, please. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. Tell me why your eyes are closed. There you go. It's a good time for a break. We're twenty nine after here. I'm gonna go ahead and play a oh, quick excellent, little song. I'm just pulling into a cool. There I need you a go. Smoke. We're gonna play a little uh let's do Blair St. Clair now or never. No, we'll do call my life. If you're listening to Stay on my soapbox, okay. give us a call. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. We'll put you on the air as soon as we get back. Here we go. Every day is a busy tone, and I hear it, cause it's calling by your voice, unknown, gotta filter, it's all for show, you believe it, but you never really know, I know, and you're never gonna
that's when you got to go and, you know, there's all these rescues and stuff that are happening in, you know, in the middle of parking lots. So, uh, and on the expressways and on the freeways. Um, right, and when but, the ground gets yeah. saturated, a high wind's uh-huh. going to blow over a tree so much easier. Um, that's why we have oh, to yeah. the trees down. Yep. All right, I got one um, one pop culture thing, fun story, and I got three good pop culture stories. Nice. Uh, let's do government first. I thought okay. it was kind of fun. Um, kind of fun. In the era of Trump rollbacks on regulations and everything, this one's uh-huh. kind of cool, kind of fun. we got to say when he does good stuff on occasion because there aren't <laughs> stupid regulations out there. But one of the things uh, right. that's going on right now is they're trying to ease some food regulations. The FDA, Food Drug Administration, may revamp rules for cherry pie, milk, and French dressing, of all things. Uh, believe it or not, there is a law on the books where a cherry pie must have 20 uh, cherries by weight with no more than 15% of those cherries being blemished. And they're going to relax that regulation. So you may get a 2% cherry pie, but some of these rules are pretty funny. How funny does that sound? It, that you it, that there might be a blemish on your cherries in the cherry pie? What? I don't, I'm that's not understanding. An actual, that's an actual FDA law. The FDA law for a cherry pie, if you buy a frozen cherry pie, it must right. have at least 25% actual real cherries in it. And of that 25% actual re- real cherries, 15% of, only 15% of those real cherries can be blemished. So they can't be like discarded cherries off the ground. We have 15% blemished cherries. That's an actual law in our books right now. There is some stupid um, regulations out there. Shouldn't a cherry pie be made out of 100% cherries, blemishes or not? It's only made out of 25% cherries? What the hell are we eating? What, what, are we, what am I eating when I eat a cherry pie? Frozen cherry pies. Hopefully grandma's cherry pie this Easter will be a lot more cherries than that. That's an actual law, and they're going to relax it. So who knows how much is going to be in there come next year. There could be 5% cherries. Who knows? <laughs> well, then what's a cherry pie made out of? I don't understand. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. It's, it's, it's 25% cherries and 70% rat, right? I mean, what, what do they allow them to make? I, I don't understand. The FDA really uh, are, are, are they being completely deregulated as well? I mean, uh, you know, I know, they're trying, I know they're trying to poison us. I know they're trying to poison us. So, poison I think the this water, cherry pie plant might be right next door to the um, police place down there in, uh, in Argentina with the mice <laughs> in Argentina. The mice. Yeah. The mice that ate all that cannabis wandered next door to the cherry pie filling place. Ate all the cherries. And uh, they're they're taking advantage. Down in Argentina, the police. (laughs) Police blaming blaming weed getting eaten by mice. That's always fun. There you go. All right, three fun pop culture stories after that. Um, One of them which vindicates me a little bit. For uh, living with Mama Linda, even though I'm her home health care. But Pete Davidson, one of my favorites on Saturday Night Live. He lives with his mom, talked about he? he is living at home in his mom's basement. 
for a house that him and his mom bought together. And I was thinking, yay, solidarity with Pete Davidson. It turned out that the house that mom and Pete Davidson bought was $4.25 million. So it's not quite the same. Wow. I don't think my basement's the same. <laughs> I think Pete Davidson's freaking hilarious, and and I'm glad that he was able to do that for his mom. I I, I think that's really cool. So really, she's exactly. living with him, right? It's not it's not she's, that he's living with her. It's it's that she's living with him. There you go. It says they bought it together. I don't know if she put in twenty thousand and he put in. Four point two three million. <laughs> yeah, two point two point four million. <laughs> That's not probably sure how about, much each contributed, but they does say they bought it together. So I don't feel quite Why as bad living with my mother. Our house is only worth about one hundred and sixty-five thousand because it's northeast frickin' Ohio. Even though in LA it'd probably be worth four to five, but that's okay. I can deal. I yeah, can deal with it. Yeah, any normal house, like a three-bedroom, two-bath, just a normal, like, like craftsman style, the, the shit that you could have bought out of the Sears catalog in 1940 uh, for $900. Out in L.A., that's a $650,000 house. It's, it's crazy, crazy how much, yeah, how much more uh, the property value is out there than uh, yeah, almost I can't move out else. there. I wanted to move back to, I mean, I'm from California. I've been wanting to move back, but I just can't afford it. I'm in a three-bedroom, two-house, two-bath house with a full finished basement. Um, it's only 1100, 1150 square feet top, but it's 1150 square feet of finished basement. So 2250 square feet on a third of acre of land, brick house, nice house that I can only sell for 160 to 165000 Wow. I could never get that comparable in L.A. There's just no way no. in hell. I couldn't get a mobile no. home for that. So well, yeah, uh, no, you could probably get a mobile home for that. You can get a mobile home for like 50 grand in L.A. from what I understand. Not that I've been looking. But if, if I ever go back, I may, that's why I have to do it. Actually, my friend in Palm Springs found a great deal in Palm Springs. He found a two-bedroom mobile home in Palm Springs for 35 grand with only $400 a month space rental. Of course, with our story wow. last week, that could go up to 800 by the time we finish talking. Today. <laughs> by the time you get there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Palm Springs isn't Los Angeles. Um, you know, it is just as expensive or more expensive even um, than than L.A., but it, it's not L.A. You know, it's it's far away from L.A., actually. It's a couple hours. Exactly. So it's not, a, it's not an easy commute from Palm Springs to Los Angeles. If you have to do that, uh, you know, on a daily basis or even on a on a weekly basis, so. All right, next pop culture story that I'm a little excited yep. about. Um, Jimmy Kimmel has announced uh-huh. the host of Jimmy Kimmel Live, of course. He's right. teaming up with television icon Norman Lear, and they are going to bring back a brand new. It's a special one-time only primetime event. They're going to do a 90-minute primetime event honoring All in the Family and the Jeffersons with Woody Harrelson and Marissa Tomei playing Archie Nee the Bunker and Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes playing George and Louise Jefferson. Wow. Wow. Does that sound amazing? That's really cool. Um, Katie just walked out of the the car because – she just worked on a, on a TV show, uh, a pilot called The Blexicans, 
where it was a African-American family and a Mexican family that uh, Mexican-American family that got together and had a kid. And it's both sides of the families are are arguing about it because uh, like um, I, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, she was in the Jeffersons. She played the the. Wow, I can't believe Marla Gibbs. Um, and uh, Marla Gibbs was in it, and Richard Gant was in it um, in in this pilot called The Blexicans. You can look it up on. You have on to look YouTube. it up on YouTube. It's one of the funniest yeah. pilots I've seen, oh, dude. I was trailer. so pissed off that wasn't picked oh, up. That trailer's it, so but, funny. It's hilarious. And I and got Katie to see played the it so well. I got to see the majority of the filming, and they oh, oh wow. here she is. Hey, come here and talk about the Blexicans. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, so she no, got to work I, with, with some of those people, and I think it's really cool that, um, that, uh, that they're actually redoing it. Are they going to bring back some of the people that are still alive? You know? It didn't go that far into it in the article. It just uh, it just kind of was an over overview of it. But Jimmy Kimmel is I'm, working. I'm with getting Norman attacked Lear. by my dog. Sorry. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I, too bad this podcast isn't isn't a video. I, I, I've got a exactly. mom. He's literally attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so wait that, here. Uh, okay. Bring Katie on. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, yeah, the, the story is that Jimmy Kimmel's teaming up with Norman Lear, who's, of course, iconic, fantastic producer of so many things. But they're going to bring back uh, two 90-minute specials, uh, one with uh, All in the Family and one with the Jeffersons. And they're recasting both. They're having um, Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes as George and Louisa Jefferson, which is hilarious. And then they're having – which I can – I don't know about the casting for All in the Family, Woody Harrelson and Marissa Tomei, both good actors. I don't picture them as those people to begin with, but either way, it's going to be fantastic. It is. Hey, Katie here. <laughs> How hey you doing? Hi. Yeah. Isn't that Hi. an amazing okay. announcement? Yes, it is. It is extremely cool. I think that they're going to go, I, you know, now see, I can see Woody Harrelson doing a fantastic job as Archie Bunker. I think it's great that they're going to be doing these shows. And I think it's, it's great that they're going to uh, revamp. I think the casting on the Jeffersons is kind of perfect. I, I think that's great. Um, exactly. And I, it's, it's extremely cool. I mean, I don't know if it's going to go beyond the specials. I don't know what the intention is at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think is, the intent you know, is to go past the special. I think it's a one-time primetime event type thing. That's really, really cool. That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, something about the Blexicans I was supposed to impart. Well, oh, we brought up the Blexicans because you know how much I love that. We talked about it on your interview because I've seen the YouTube trailer for it. And Craig found it. He's, he got to see a lot of the filming because he has a bigger end than I do, obviously. And so I want to talk about the Blexicans because that was hilarious. And, of course, Marla Gibbs from the Jeffersons was in that with you, right? She was. That was a, that was a stunning happenstance that occurred. I was actually in – Craig and I were, were in Miami. I was shooting the third season of Every Which Way for Nickelodeon. And I was a little bummed because they were going to be shooting the first three weeks, two and a half or three weeks of the show in the Everglades. 
Uh, and I, I wasn't in any of those scenes. So I was like, wow, I'm not going to be shooting for like three weeks. What is going on? And I was just kind of there on location. We were like, all right, well, let's just hang out and wait. And uh, eventually they'll get them off the Everglades. So we would just see the cast in the evenings and what have you. And I was saying how much I missed working with them. And I get a call from Rick Nakeda. Now, Rick Nakeda is a fantastic uh, writer who wrote, uh, who, who wrote a show called Latino Logs, which actually went to Broadway. And Latino Logs was done uh, with Cheech Marin, and it was done with Jaime Camille, and it was done with quite a few uh, uh, different very well-known uh, Latino celebrities uh, did this show. And I, I thought Latino Logs was brilliant. It was like... It was like uh, vagina monologues, but for but for Latinos, <laughs> men and nice. women. And it was and and it was it was a series of Rick Rick wrote it and and it was a series of skits uh, or monologues. And the skits were either very funny or very poignant about the the immigrant immigrant struggle or both. It could be a combination of the two. And Rick was a brilliant is, but I mean when when he wrote this, he was a brilliant writer. And he called me. I had always wanted to do Latino Logs. I'm like, when are you going to call me? When are you going to call me? When are you going to call me? And I was in L.A. This was in 2006. And he called me to do a show called Sweet 15 Quinceañera to play his wife and a couple of other characters uh, in the show. And it was for the San Diego Rep. And that's actually how wow. I became a member of, of Equity. Yeah, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience, and it was a great show. This one was linear. It was not. Uh, it it had a, a storyline, and it was it was a play, a proper play, uh, no skits. But it was it was uh, it was very funny and very poignant um, about a, a man who takes off. He was a he was a, a drug dealer and uh, leaves his family, his wife who was played by me, and then his daughter and his uh, mother-in-law. And leaves them when his daughter is just about to have her sweet 15. And he is presumed dead. He's presumed dead. And he comes back 10 years later. This is a show that's, uh, I, I think they've actually taken it uh, now to several different theaters. And it's done fantastic. He comes back 10 years later and does not ask the family for forgiveness for leaving them like that and for, and for abandoning them in that way. But rather only one thing, that he's come back to throw her, to throw his daughter, her sweet 15, the way that he would like to. He had gotten out of prison, and he had given up the bad guys, and he's made a lot of money. And, and it's, it's all about – and she's – of course, the daughter is, is – Sonora is, is 25 and says, I don't need a sweet 15. I'm 25. I needed my father. And so it's a very funny, sweet play about a, a family reuniting and, and, uh, and, and a lot of comedy. And it was, it was done brilliantly. And Carlo Demore, who's a fantastic, uh, I think he's Italian, Latino, uh, who lives in New York, did a, a brilliant job in that play as well, playing like 18 different characters. I don't know how many characters he played. But anyway, they called me to do this play uh, at the San Diego Rep. And then Rick gave me a call while I was working on Every Which Way. And he said, I am shooting a pilot in Chicago. We're in Miami at that time. I'm shooting a pilot in Chicago, and I want you to play my wife. And I said, I'm on a Nickelodeon show. I can't fly to Chicago right now. And he said, well, we're shooting next week. And I said, well, what's your shooting schedule? And I thought, I'm going to try to play hooky here because I knew they were, <laughs> I knew they were shooting on the Everglades. So, and, right. you know, later on, a, a good friend of ours who's a co-producer on, uh, on um, 
Daylight Sucks, Mauricio Toro said to me, because he was, he was a showrunner for Every Which Way at the time. He said, I thought you were a little quiet, because I just, we got on a plane and took off. They, they, <laughs> said that, they put our plane tickets. We got on a plane and we, we got to Chicago. But I had managed to read the script. I had managed to read the script and I had, and I had said yes and spoken to the casting director and that was it. And I, I had no idea really what I was getting into. I just, and I got off the plane and the shooting schedule was so tight that they took me directly from, uh, from, from the airport to the, uh, to wardrobe, which is actually not, it's not the way it's supposed to be done that they had to do a forced call because it, then it would be two, two calls according to SAG. And of course this was a SAG project. So right. they took us directly to wardrobe. And when we got to wardrobe, I had read the script, but that was it. That was it. I, I, I turn around and I, and I, and I watch and I, and I, and I see people coming out of the elevator. Fantastic African-American actors. Uh, Michael Collier stepped out of the, of the elevator first. And I thought, Oh my God, he looks familiar. And then Richard Gant stepped out of the elevator a few seconds later. And I thought, Oh my God, what is happening? And then uh, Marla Gibbs steps out of it. And, and I, I, my, my knees just dropped out from underneath me. And I thought, wow. what is going on? So I called Rick. I said, who's on this show? And he said, oh, Richard Gant, you know, Marla Gibbs. And I was like, what? So I knew I had the reading the next day. And I thought, I need to kill it. This is terrifying. And so I, I, you know, I went in and we did the reading and thank God these, these legends uh, laughed in the reading. And then we, we shot the show. Uh, Vanessa Vasquez played my daughter and Rick, of course, my, my, my husband. And, you know, it was a really funny concept for a show. And I guess, honestly, just candidly, there was a lot of internal squabbling going on between the producers and that's never especially not at the pilot level, you know, things have to be going right. well and people have to be getting along. So it was unfortunate, but it was, it was, a, it was, you know, that, that it didn't go because it was very funny. You can look at it on YouTube and they, they'll, they, you'll see the Blexican. They really need homo. to, because it is hilarious. So yeah, that is awesome. Well, that's, how, that's how we drew you in my friend, but uh, thanks for popping in. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for having me. But uh, anyway, so the, the end of the, the moral of the story is, if you're going to play hooky, do it intelligently and do it quietly. I made it back. No one ever knew I was gone. <laughs> I like it. Take care. All right. We care. have about three Happy minutes. Put Friday. your handsome uh, fiance on and we'll wrap things up here. I shall. There you go. I like it. I like behind the scenes stories like that. Lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, we made it through an no, hour that, on that our mobile, mobile show today. Have show will travel. We can do yep. this from anywhere. <laughs> yep. Have Mike will travel. Exactly. Hey, currently well, uh, there there are tornado warnings all up and down uh North Carolina and South Carolina and Virginia. Um New York and Pennsylvania are both in the midst of it too. Uh we got some stuff going down in Tampa and or I mean just west I mean east of Tampa, so you're looking at Orlando. And uh, like Vero Beach, the whole Treasure Coast, all that's getting lit up. And there's tornado warnings all up and down the East Coast right now. Um, uh, Guys, tornado warning means that a tornado is on the ground. That's what it means. So get to a basement, get to an area that's safe, uh, a bathroom if you don't have a basement. 
um, uh, because your bathtub is literally hooked to the ground. So it's one of the safer places. Um, and uh, I've always recommended running from these things if you can. Uh, I mean, not running, but actually getting into a car and driving the hell out of it. So because the tornado is only going a certain distance and it's only going uh, a a, a certain direction. So if you can go not in the opposite direction, but from the side of it, go, you know, to the side of it, then you will be clear of its path. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, we've got tornado warnings currently all up and down the East Coast. So watch out. It's going to be happening all day long. This, this, this right. storm Good system advice, will friend. produce will produce uh, uh, tornadoes all day long. Good advice. Well, guys, thanks for joining in. We hope you have a very uh, fantastic and safe uh, Easter weekend. Be sure to get those peeps and uh, Cadbury's and ham and all the good stuff in. We'll be back here next Jesus Monday through Friday. has risen. Jesus has risen. Hide the eggs. Hide the eggs. (laughs) All right, we're going to play out with a little bit of uh, Carly Robin Green because Easter, what love is all about. Thanks, Mr. Craig Hurley. We'll see you on Monday. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. We'll see you. Tune in next Monday, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern, right here on Standing on My Soapbox. Peace. Oh,